Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. I'm your host, Catherine Plano. I am a creative soul adventurer, a modern day alchemist, and a transformational coach for entrepreneurs, businesses, leaders, and for those who want to break the cycle of convention and redefine success one step at a time. I am on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Every week we have thought leaders, change instigators and inspirational human beings from around the globe that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, positive, cognitive and spiritual psychology to help you build wealth, health, love and achieve lasting transformation. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning, connection, and resilience into your life and your business. This week, I'm super excited about our guest. We have the beautiful Magic Kathy. Kathy is an intuitive catalyst that helps people remember their soul contract with the universe. She uses the language of the stars, astrology and human design to realign souls all around the world with their unique frequency and magic on this planet so that they can vibrate in their own magical vibration. As a Sagittarian rising, she loves to explore the world, not only physically, but mentally. Her Leo heart believes in the greatest potential of every human on this planet. After all, we are all here for a reason and it's the fire in her soul to bring awareness to all of us so that we can live more consciously and meaningful. Changing the world starts within ourselves and understanding our cosmic blueprint and the gift that we are here to share with the world is the most magical way of doing so. It is Kathy's mission to reconnect every human to their true soul mission that is written in the stars. Not only does this elevate your own vibration, but also the frequency of the universe at large. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. So today we have a beautiful guest for you. We have the beautiful Magic Kathy. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you on the show. I can't wait to get into it. And so the way that we start the show is we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to share her unique story. So Kathy, what inspired you to do what you do today? That's, I try to keep it short and simple because it's a lengthy story, but essentially as a little girl, I always wondered how does this universe works? Why are we here? And I happened to always ask the bigger questions or deeper questions. And I felt really lonely um, because of it, because, you know, the people around me didn't want to know how we came here and what the bigger mission is of every single human in, in, on, on earth. And so I just always knew that the traditional way for society doesn't work for me. And I felt kind of lost and stuck, um, not knowing the answer or an alternative. Right. And so that led me in my own, um, into my own path of, you know, I struggled with an eating disorder of not wanting to be on the planet, not accepting the being a human essentially, right. Uh, being energy in a human body and through my own journey of recovery, I, 
found spirituality and the cosmos and astrology and the stars and the connection to all of that as my my anchor really and that's why I use it today to really help people understand that each and every one of us is here for a specific reason and not you know by chance not by accident and that everything is actually planned but at the same time not and that's the beauty and the paradox of this universe you have free will and you can create whatever you want but at the same time you're so supported because your soul always has the bigger plan the bigger picture picture in mind and so yeah i use astrology to help people um understand why they're here and activate them and their highest potential oh i love that and i love the fact that you talked about uh well astrology is our cosmic blueprint so we're able to identify our purpose here is that correct with astrology and when you talked about planned or not planned the the the, i guess and i really want to unpack that the free will piece it's when you're looking at astrology at your cosmic blueprint these are the influences around you at the time but it depends on how we play them out is that correct when you talk about free will Absolutely. And there are many layers to when we talk about free will, because first of all, with every, you know, when we look at an astrology chart, there's always a highest and the lowest expression. Um, when we talk about the extremes of every placement, and obviously, you can be in the lowest expression, you can be in the highest expression, or you can be somewhere in the middle, right. And so that's one aspect where we can shift into the highest expression, and ultimately also have the most amazing benefits or result in our own personal life. But then it's the other layer where we have to understand that from our soul's perspective, right now here on Earth, we play one specific avatar, one specific character. And that character feels like that's the only important life that I have. But actually, we have many, many lifetimes where we play specific roles. And it's really just understanding or reconnecting with your soul to understand oh that's why we are here that's the role we wanted to play and if you play that role it's actually very easy and at the same time also leads you to happiness so there's no need to feel like you have you don't have free will because that's really just resistance towards like giving up control right and micromanaging the universe Mm. so when you talk about uh, highest and low lowest expression are we talking the light and shadow of each um i guess archetype yes you can put it like that you know it would be when we talk about aries uh, a lot of people say oh it's war it's rage it's it's anger it's being really impulsive right that would be the lowest expression and for sure we have a lot of aries energy that that would exp- express that but then the highest expression is your own instinct, your own will, your own power, your own courage, right? And that would be the highest expression. Mm. And so this has been an interesting time for all of us being in going through this 2020 and we are stepping into mm. what they call a new era as I think the 21st of December they're talking about this, um, uh, uh, what's it called, the... Um, a great conjunction. Conju- great, yeah, great conjunction. I, I think yeah. it, uh, the other word I was trying to think is, is mutation. That's it, the great mutation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about that. So we're stepping into a new era, a new dawn, which is the age of Aquarius and moving into a new uh, sign, as in not as, a new element. We're moving away from Earth mm-hmm. into air. So maybe talk us, what are we to expect in 2021? Yes, I love that you asked that question because a lot of people kind of, 
put everything in one box um, because the astrological ages don't necessarily correlate with the signs necessarily, even though it's the same vibration. What I mean by that is that we are not starting the age of Aquarius on the 21st of December. We are slowly transitioning into it. It's same, you know, when we talk about the Renaissance, it was not like one specific date, the Renaissance was over and we are in a completely new, new, you know, age. That's not how it happens. It, it's a slow transitioning. And obviously because we have more movement, so more, more and more planets move into Aquarius, we feel more Aquarian energy around us. But the great conjunction that happens on 21st of um, December, which is at zero degrees of Aquarius, so the very beginning of Aquarius, but it's also conjunction, which is also a new beginning. So that tells us that there's a lot of new energy flowing into the universe or in our consciousness, however you want to call it. And so that's important. So it's a new beginning, but it's not like on the day of the new beginning, everything will change. I feel like a lot of people think that's the ultimate event and then everything will be amazing, but it's really just the beginning of something bigger. And you mentioned it's, you know, it happens in an air sign and that conjunction took place in earth signs before. So the, the, the effect um, of that event will definitely have to do with our minds and expanding our minds and our consciousness, new ideas, new technologies, like all of these amazing things. Mm. So, and I totally agree with you. It's not one of those things that you, it's a, it's a switch and we're in the age of Aquarius. Absolutely. It's a, yeah. it's a move. It's, it's a, um, and, and a slow move at that, I think. So mm-hmm. what are we to expect in 2021 because i'm thinking 20 2020 i think astrologers knew there was going to be a, a massive shift you know whether it's the economy was to fall the you know financial crisis um you know some astrologers were saying that the the um covid was you know the planet eris like i'd love to hear it from mm. your perspective what what i guess uh was 2020 all about because they call it the great awakening i can you know, vouch for that. I think we've all awoken up in some way, shape or form. But in your own words, what what was 2020 for you? I see 2020 as a big wake-up call and I like to actually include numerology a little bit of, as well because it was a number four year, which is all about stability, which is pretty interesting, right? And pretty ironic because we realized that our stability and the foundation, which is also the four in life, was the, based on something that is outside of us and more and more people realize that where we realize oh we we've been giving our power away right to a system that actually doesn't even support us in 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 a state of crisis that actually puts more fear into us than it it helps us and um that can just control and dictate us and i can wake up tomorrow and then there are new rules and regulations just because i am not in my own power and that, that's the whole story of Pluto and Capricorn, which we are still in that transit where we realize, oh my gosh, I don't have security inside of myself. I base my own security on something outside of myself. And that's really something that we develop in childhood, right? Because you're born as a child and you are dependent on your parents. But then at some point, then there needs to be an option where we can take our power back as, as children, but, or when we become adults and teenager, right. But we are so stuck in a matrix that wants us to always be dependent on something outside. So, you know, when it, when it's not your parents anymore, then it's the school system, then it's university, then it's having a job then it's having health insurance then it's having all of these things outside of you 
and you feel like you are yeah basically a slave of the system right and and you 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 don't know how to free yourself from that and because all of the structures are crumbling now in 2020 we have to create alternatives and a lot of people also you know get really angry and because they realize all of these things now, right? It was not clear before. And then at the same time, obviously, we wake up to the realization that we've been lied to and that a lot of things that we see are not true. And so it's this whole, yeah, I guess, awakening of, oh, my gosh, I'm not in my power. What can I do to, to feel powerful, to live my own life? Mm. And I guess... If you go back to numbers, and that's why they call it 2020 vision, it's the yes. our eyes, we're waking up and uh, yes. and the truth is being un, unfolding before our very eyes, whether it's whatever you follow, you know, there's there, there is an awakening taking place. And I think when you think about we're stepping into the age of Aquarius, that's very much moving into that energy of freedom and humanitarian. And I think that, you know, you're starting to see and feel the energy right now that we're starting to move into more of a community. You know, it's mm-hmm. about groups and it's about working with others. What are your thoughts around that? Absolutely, because, I mean, I want to add to, you know, yes, we step into this new age of air, right? And it's actually pretty interesting because, first of all, the coronavirus, right? Corona means crown and I feel like more and more people found a reconnected with their own spiritual connection, which is all also in the crown, right? How can I connect to something higher? How can I see and read between the lines, which would be the third eye. But then also I feel like that's actually one of the biggest things that I see in 2020 and that, that has happened is how much we've learned from each other. <laughs> like the amount of knowledge you've learned from other people and absorbed from other people, which obviously we have the North Node and Gemini. So collectively we move towards like re- asking questions, um, getting more information about something before we come, uh, jump onto conclusions. But at the same time, one more people share what they know, share what they experienced. And that collective sharing is actually very beautiful because it brings us together um, all right already right but then when we move into the age of Aquarius and more so you know connect with that Aquarian vibration of coming together talking about different ideas and concepts and then reinventing something right coming up with new alien concepts or just innovation for the planet right because now we know what doesn't work so we want to create alternatives doesn't really help us and actually drains us to fight the system or fight fight all of that we, we really want to use our energy to create alternatives mm. and i guess that that's when you're talking about that when you that's that very much the aquarium the air sign is moving into the mind i love the corona the crown i didn't know that that's really mm-hmm. cool but when you think that we are our mind is expanding and this is i think where we're probably going to get more innovative and you know come up with these ideas and technology is going to expand i mean already mm-hmm. We're becoming Uh more clever with technology. I mean, you know, when I look at the earth sign, I think gone are the days that we work so hard and, uh, you know, and it's all about material stuff. I think we're moving into a new age slowly. I'm not saying that we're just going to give up. Hey, we don't, you know, money doesn't mean anything to us, but we're Uh definitely moving into a new phase of, um, you know, the collective and innovation and bringing forward these new ideas. Which is a big shift, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's a big part of, of how we take our power back is also how we take our power back relative to the education system, the healthcare system, you know. It, it's amazing if we don't 
need to rely on a doctor or medication. And it's amazing if we don't need to depend on teachers necessarily because we can learn so much from each other, from our own experiences. And, you know, each and every one of us has a different library, so to speak, in their brain because they all, like, we all make different or see the world through our own lens. And only we meet all of these specific people and have all of these specific conversations. So there's so much knowledge in each and every single one of us. Like you can literally just talk to strangers all day long and you learn so much. Oh, I totally <laughs> what, agree. Yeah, that's what I learned because I'm traveling since like a year now. I've met so many people and learned so much. It's incredible. Mm. And, and so let's dig it a little bit uh uh, a little bit more about your traveling because you've been traveling through this whole pandemic in the last yeah. 12 months how have you found that you know navigating through different countries and through this whole you know pandemic pandemic I can't even say it I would say it's, it was actually part of my shadow work as well or ancestral healing however you want to say that I mean I always wanted to travel and when I found the courage to actually do it on my own um, the whole world shut down. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. So finally, I convinced myself that I can do this. And then there are all of these restrictions, right? And it led me to my own fear of um, authority and not knowing if someone else has control over where I am able to go or where I'm not able to go. And so that was pretty interesting to witness. But I found that the universe and your soul, and that brings me back to what I said earlier, always supports and protects you and lets you know where you need to be at the time that you need to be there, right? So I flew to LA from Germany, which was pretty insane because you couldn't enter America from Europe, right? So I needed to bypass that and find a solution. But I knew in my heart because I got this download, you need to be in LA during the summer. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how to make that happen, but there will be a way. So it's just letting go of the thought, right? And then at some point I found a solution to just go, for two weeks into another country and then enter and it was a smooth ride even though I was packed with anxiety but I also know that a big part of my values or yeah one of my core values is walking the talk so when I tell someone you know go towards fear and jump off the cliff and go outside of your comfort zone as much as possible the universe will reward, reward you I need to do it first and so I did it you know I, I did it and I wanted to show people that it's an illusion that you can't travel in 2020 there's always a way. And I'm not, you know, supporting and promoting that everyone needs to travel now, right? Only travel if you feel called to and if you know there's a specific reason for it too because I definitely don't like the culture of, you know, traveling every one, every week somewhere else because whenever I travel, I stay there for at least like two months or three months, right? Also to connect to the locals and to really um, honor the land. But yeah, I, I, again, like I feel like it was a big lesson for me that fear and, you know, restrictions, that's an illusion. There's always a way. So you actually talked about you receiving a download. So this is obviously a calling for you to move to mm -hmm. L.A. So would you like to share what was what did you find? So you've moved to L.A. What was your findings? It was the most magical experience because I didn't know why. I, I mean, I always loved California and the U.S. I've been there so many times. But I've been there in January, you know, before actually all of the restrictions and everything. And so I, I didn't understand why I need to go again in, in July, right? And I was like, and that came to me in a meditation. And I still, I, feel, I felt this big 
inner knowing I need to go. And it was my birthday coming up. So I thought maybe because of that. So I just found my way and went there. And literally one day after I arrived, I was invited um, to a party, like not a party party, but like a pool gathering basically with a friend that I knew. And she connected to me to someone that then invited me to go to Shasta, Mount Shasta. And I knew I wanted to go to like all of the vortex places like Mount Shasta, Sedona, Joshua Tree. Um, but not having a car there, being by myself, I didn't know how to make it happen because it's like a nine hour car drive um, to each of these locations from L.A. And so sure enough, one day after arriving, I was invited to one. <laughs> I was invited to go to, to, to join them in Shasta. And I was like, wow, that's manifestation and lightning speed. And then I found a client there as well. And it was her birthday coming up. And she invited me to stay with her in Sedona because she wanted to celebrate her birthday day and she wanted to invite me. So that was another thing that led me to, to a place I wanted to go. And then I connected to another actually a friend of mine and she hosted a retreat in Joshua Tree and invited me to be a guest astrologer and that's really when I was like okay you know sometimes you don't need to know the specifics just go wherever you feel excited to go and everything will kind of fall into place. Wow so I, and I truly believe that and I've heard that we've had a couple of guests on the show where they've talked about they've received a calling um, and they've just gone with the calling and landed somewhere and and uh these things unfold or you know yeah. like it's like you follow the yellow brick road it's kind of unfolding before their very eye you talked mm. about the vortex so these places of the vortex what what happens in these places basically how i would describe a vortex is it's a place where there's a lot of energy very powerful energy and you obviously have to be open and receptive to feel that too and in these places, I want to I say it from a soul's perspective, your soul recommends either having been there, having stored your own energy in a past life there, having some sort of connection to the place. But at the same time, the place might call you, so to speak, because you carry a specific energy that actually activates the place. Um, so I see both, right? I also see that that's actually one of the reasons why I'm traveling. I'm remembering fragments of my soul and at the same time reactivating the land um, and I feel like you can see that actually in the spiritual community a lot right now a lot of light workers feel called to travel or go on road trips or go to these places because we work with nature and the earth as well right it's, it's both she gives us a lot but we also give her a lot especially mm -hmm. if we do the inner work and so I received a lot of just remembrance in, in these places. And I definitely felt like my body was changing. I felt upgraded. I felt uplifted. It was just it, very transformative. And I was so grateful that I was, that I was able to receive that. And that's why I, you know, I don't just give it back to the earth. I also give it back to the people I have readings with, because I know that from being there, my own power changed so much, like my own power in reading people in understanding the universe. It just, yeah, it's a vibrational upgrade. That's that's how I see these vortex places. Mm. There's uh, there's quite a few people going up to Uluru in Australia mm. on the 21st of December um, because oh. they talk about the vortex opening up, and then once that opens up, they um, you know, some say it's the heart of of the of of Mother Earth. Uh, yeah. And then the next vortex will be New Zealand, and it goes around the world. There's all these different yeah. vortexes. So I was just curious as to. Um, 
yeah, what you do with these vortexes because I know there's going to be a lot of um, uh, ceremonies taking place in Uluru on the 21st of December. Yeah, we did ceremonies um, in Shasta and Sedona and Joshua too as well. I think that's the best way to honor the land because usually that's how you start uh, the ceremony. You give back to the land. But then also it's why these vortexes actually can sustain their energy. You know, more and more people coming there. And whenever you have a ceremony, you open another portal, so to speak, right? And you invite um, your ancestors in, you invite um, the guides in. And that obviously creates an upgrade also for, for the place there. And that's actually very beautiful because you can feel the vibrations even you know i'm in tulum now and i know and i feel when i arrived here it felt like there is a ceremony all around me especially because i'm very receptive i felt so much heart expansion i felt so much heart chakra all around and i can literally feel that someone just came out of a ceremony right and still carries that vibration inside of them so it's very not everyone is obviously ready for that right but it's very powerful and i think it's very healing for for um, the land as well Mm, absolutely so i'm curious and we're talking about you know energy and vortex have you been experiencing any shifts because we talk about and we're talking about laurie ladd who we had on the show and we talked Mm -hmm. about shifting into 5d consciousness have you been experiencing any physical uh symptoms while we're going through this shift so much and i feel like the last two months we're still in it have been intensely focused on the physical shifts. I feel like before that, there was a lot of upper chakras, I want to say, shifts, but now it's really our physical body changing. I can see that inside of myself, but also with like so many clients. And um, it's, it's insane how our liver and our kidneys and all of the lower chakras are really detoxing and really purging and you know for me specifically it's really related to the foods that I agree with um, and the things that I can't tolerate anymore I'm very very sensitive and I'm, I'm I wouldn't say that this will be the case forever but right now in the transitioning period I feel like we are more and more sensitive and that could mean for me for example it's even you know how my food is being prepared like that that's how sensitive I sometimes am so I can't just go into a restaurant or not any restaurant where or fast food, street tacos, for example, wouldn't work for me because it's just, there's not, you know, the vibration of the cook or the chef is not necessarily focused on, oh, I want to infuse this food with love and I want to infuse this with high energy. It's just like, I want to get it done, right? And that's how it's being digested in my body. So everything is a lot more sensitive right now. The body is more sensitive. Sometimes that also means that you need less um, food or you need more food. You need more energizing food. You really want to eat the root, so to speak. So you know, really make local if you can, right? As little ingredients as possible, like really Mother Earth, let her heal you, let her guide you. That's really what I found is is very, very important right now. Mm. And so I definitely sense a lot of, um, yeah, shifts in especially like the food and the physical body. Yeah, I, I hear you loud and clear. I've become um, one of the things, the things that's been really irritating me on a physical is the ringing of the ears has been really loud oh, to the point yes. where I've actually gone and seen a specialist. Um, and then the physical body, I can really feel the, the physical body going through like aches and pains and dizziness. Yes. And um, yeah, and it is very much about, you know, grounding ourselves during this time. Uh, are you doing anything special on the 21st of December? Are you meditating? Are you doing a, a ritual? Are you doing anything special? 
actually i again that was another download my soul <laughs> sent to me i blocked three days so 20 21st and 22nd i'm not doing anything like i don't have any anything like i'm, I'm not you know i haven't planned a specific ceremony or anything like that i'm definitely doing what i do every single day which is meditating um, spending a lot of time in silence that's definitely a, a call that I have so I can hear so I can listen um, but that's really it I, I feel like there, it, the energy in itself will be so powerful that you can literally spend the day just listening to what you receive because I feel like we will receive a lot mm. and so really being aware of what's coming what's streaming into my mind what's streaming into my body what sensations can I notice what are the subtle changes that weren't there yesterday? Um, is there anything I can take note of? And so that's really what I want to do, like studying and observing my own physical yeah, appearance or existence on that day. How, how am I experiencing that shift? Because I feel like for everyone it will be different, but different to that in a difference that matches your soul contract and why you're here, because we all take up energetic space on this planet right now. And that's obviously for a reason. So we are mm. all a puzzle piece of this new age of Aquarius, the golden age, however you want to call it. And so really asking and having the intention, why am I really here? Like, what can, what, what, what is my role when we restructure the world? Yeah. And I feel like on that day, there will be a lot of new insights, ideas, information that you can receive about that too. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm doing the same thing. I'm just going to be quiet for the, those three days. And I think it's really important that people already started to talk about, uh, you know, where to from here and starting mm -hmm. to look at the life very differently, the career, uh, moving away into the country, uh, moving away from city, moving away from mm -hmm. these big buildings. So you can start already seeing the shift taking place because people are already talking about it. Absolutely. So, Kathy, I'm really curious. Throughout your m most adventurous journey, what has been one of the greatest lessons learned thus far? Mm. I think it, at the end of the day that it doesn't really matter where you are. Um, you can't run away from – oh, no, I, w I wouldn't say run away. You can't – your soul will always find you will always try to, to find you, you know, and, and I say that specifically because a lot of people think, you know, I'm just like on holiday all the time, but I'm doing the intense work too. And it's not ju just like I'm, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to put it like that because I've really noticed how, you know, 2020 has also been 2020 for me. And it hasn't just been traveling. It has been the most intense year of shadow work, of going deep, of releasing a lot of ancestral clearing, of doubts, like of all of the shadows that you can possibly think of. And it didn't matter if I am at home or like or in Germany or wherever I am or somewhere else. Like it, it's still, I still am faced with the lesson. You know, obviously it's sometimes more pleasant to be in the sunshine and all of that, but it doesn't mean that you can always just have a life of vacation if collectively something else is the plan right because we are all connected and so I think that's that's a big 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 lesson that, I, that I've learned and then I'll definitely reconnecting to nature more reconnecting to nature has been so healing for me again especially because I, I mentioned earlier in my story that it's been really hard for me to accept physicality and to be in a physical body because I am so connected and I see so many things and I am so intuitive and I always thought, oh my gosh, why do I, why can't I just be 
you know, the alien and go back to space and see everything from the outside. But yeah, it's been very beautiful to see how nature is actually supporting us and also to not see nature as something separate. You know, even when you talk about the concept of grounding, we can never really ground because we are always floating around in space. Mm. <laughs> so I think people have a weird idea about what grounding really is. It's just obviously grounding into the earth, right? So you yep. can flow with the earth and you are not flowing with some other star in the universe. Yeah. And you talked about shadow, and I, I think that it's been a, a, like this whole 2020 has been a real calling to do the shadow work, to do the deep work. And I think you can only do the shadow work when you slow down enough to start like really allowing those fears to bubble up and, and do the okay. shadow work. How do you specifically work with your shadow? What are some of your techniques? Mm, I have a couple. I First of all, I always see it as a gift. Because I know from, again, my own experience, but also even my approach to astrology in the shadows is literally the wisdom and the gold. Because even when you talk about a planet Saturn that makes people depressed, right, and awful and everything, it's really that he's here to teach you, right, the wisdom of life. And so I always want to approach my shadows from that lens. Like, what can I learn here? What is, he, what, is, what is the golden lesson here? And that already opens me up to curiosity instead of resistance towards the shadow, right? And being ashamed or feeling guilty for it. So more so like, oh, okay, that's my assignment. I need to learn that and I want to learn that. I'm actually excited from a soul's level to, to learn what that shadow means and how I can, you know, alchemize it into gold, right? And so when I do that, I can offer it as a lesson for someone else and they can learn. So that's also healing the collective. So it's not just for me. It's also my responsibility to heal it for the collective. And I also feel like when we share all of these things and we open up to it, we see that it's actually not so scary. So talking about it has been very, very important and obviously feeling it. So it's really the Trinity, you know, emotional, um, spiritual and physical body wants to feel through the the shadow so to speak and then then you can really clear it so are you saying that you actually look work with saturn as part of working through your shadow or you just use that as an example that every archetype has a shadow i use saturn a lot because he especially saturn transits but also your natal saturn because he definitely teaches you you know in, in whatever way and obviously we, we have saturn moves around your birth chart a few times in your life i mean we have two saturn returns but in here also from squares and oppositions so you're always learning something earth is a school right and saturn rules the physical world the structures of the world that's why i like to refer to him when we talk about shadow and deep work but really shadow is pluto that's the soul that wants to transform something even deeper even beyond saturn and that's the, the even deeper part of it. So both planets would be important for shadow work. But then we can also talk about the south node, where you come from, your comfort zone, right? What do you not want to let go of because it's so comfortable? Uh, and also looking, what are you afraid of, right, when it comes to stepping outside of your comfort zone, which could be your north node. So there are a lot of elements that we can address um, when it comes to shadow work. Even Chiron, that's the deepest wound in your chart. Um, so all of these things. Wow, it's it's amazing. I remember we had another astrologist that came on the show, and we were talking about your shadow. If you look at your seventh house, it's pretty much 
where it's the it's how you project your shadow so when you look Mm. at your seventh house it depends on what kind of archetypes or planets are sitting in your seventh house it kind of gives you the narrative of Mm -hmm. of how you're projecting onto your partners or projecting out into your environment what are your thoughts around that yeah that's very very possible because obviously the seventh house is the house of relationships which also means the house of mirrors right and so the relationships you attract in your life it's the universe's way of reminding you of your shadow so you can learn so you can see it so you can run away from it right and so yeah i totally agree in relationships especially the closest relationships that's when you can see and meet your shadow which is something that i feel like 2020 also brought up is the whole topic of relationships and how we relate to each other because the shadows that 2020 brought up have probably been projected to other onto other people or we met the shadow through other people especially if we you know are in lockdown and we can't avoid them anymore and so that's why relationships might have been challenging in 2020 or might have even completely changed and ended and all of a sudden you don't feel like being around them anymore because the soul contract or that learning lesson is not needed anymore because you've cleared that shadow or yeah, the timeline t- timeline ended or however you want to say that, the dynamic ended or one part uh, one party learned and the other party didn't. So uh, relationship as a natural consequence had to very, very, very much change in 2020 because of our rapid transformation, I would say. I feel like the, the amount of shadow work and transformation and clearing that people did this year is insane. Like mm. it has never been like that before. And so again, naturally, because relationships are mirrors, the mirrors have to change. True, absolutely so true. So when somebody comes to you um, to do a chart, for example, um, so what do you actually go through with them? Like do you talk through, uh, for example, you talked about shadow. So do you talk through uh, Saturn, Pluto, South Node and Chiron or do you? Do, does it depend on what the individual is after when you're doing their charts? Usually when people come to me, they ask about, or, you know, that's my signature reading even, what is my mission here? What is my soul contract? Um, what is my purpose? What is my gift, right? And so that's really how I approach it. But I approach it from the level of what's the transformation and evolution of your soul? What's the biggest healing that you wanted to experience and then offer to the world, right? So Chiron is a big focus because that's his whole mythology is, you know, he's the wounded healer. So he has deeper deep wounds he was never really able to heal himself completely but he shared his journey and healed others along the way and so i think that's that's really the 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 energy of or the intention of every single human at least up until this point i feel like that will change but up until this point we had a lot of lessons and a lot of healing for to learn and to, 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 to go through in order to expand from, from sources perspective, right? We learned through the contrasts. And so again, that's why Chiron and Pluto are very, very important, but also the nodal axis, the evolution of, um, yeah, your, your ego structure or your avatar, however you want to say that. So moving from the South node to the North node. And then, you know, at the end of the day, I talk about every element because everything is a big part and, you know, intentional in your chart. Um, but these are the main aspects. When I approach a chart, but I have to say that I use a lot of my intuitive gifts. I see people's soul contracts when I look at the chart and when I look at them. So I always do in-person readings because I need to be in the energy of the person. I need to see it because every, you know, you can have two same charts, 
but it will be different depending on the person and the background and the family and the dynamics. So yeah, I, I think it's a very, very um, individual thing to talk about. And I don't like to generalize astrology either. So mm. yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm sure it's just more so for our listeners who would be very curious. Everyone, there's we've had um, Deborah Silverman who focuses on the elements only. And so she mm. just talks about the, the elements. So everyone, I guess, does it very differently. Um, and yes. I, it sounds like you're very much into looking at what, what is your soul contract Absolutely. as a whole. Yeah, which is, which is really interesting. And it was more so for our listeners because I know that we've had a few astrologists on the show and they all tackle it in a different way. So, and mm-hmm. I think it's what feels right to you when yeah. uh, you want to approach that. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole field of medical astrology, which I'm fascinated about, or even, you know, there are people just specialize on relationship astrology. And so I can give you health advice and I can give you relationship advice, of course, but I think a medical astrologer would probably be the better address, you know, to, to address uh, these issues or when you have health conditions, even though I feel like every health condition can also be found in the overall soul contract because they are just a manifestation of something, a message that you haven't received, I guess. <laughs> mm. And do you think that, you know, we've all come here with a soul purpose or a contract and now that we're going through this massive shift, do you think that our charts will be shifting a little bit from a, I guess, when you have a look at the dynamics, when you're talking about some of the shadow work that we've all gone through in the last 12 months, do you think that that's going to shift and evolve? In what way do you mean it will shift for so, us collectively now or for new souls that enter the planet? I, I think collectively, you know, yeah. we're talking about collectively because you were saying before, when I do the deep work, it's not just mm. for me, it's from a collective um, mm-hmm. uh, point of view. So since we are all going through the shift, we're all going through this ascension, this consciousness shift, do you think that this will shift our astrology in some way, shape or form? I mean, you know, we, we all are impacted by the transits and that's why we were faced with so much shadow work and obviously the, the planets move forward. And so there will be different maybe topics that we still need to heal and that will continue for a while, especially because, you know, the U.S. is a big player and they have their Pluto return, which will have a big impact on the country and naturally that will have a big impact on the people there and that will have a big impact on the whole world so yes we are we are not done right we are not done yes. but i feel like 2020 was also a training camp um yes because you know it, it's not as easy anymore to shock us right at the beginning everything was shocking but now we're like oh that's the next ne- that's the next thing okay that's the next thing that's the next thing and then we can let that next thing impact us or we can say um i'm just i, I really want to i'm i'm you know, the, the manifest or I manifest my own life. I create my own life. I don't let you dictate what I have to do and what I can do and what I can't do. So I feel like we will be able to navigate the shadows more, yeah. but we will definitely see even more shadows coming up. Yeah. Right. Because when I, before something ends, I would say, or, you know, before someone gives up, it, they always fight more, right? Yes. It, it always gets louder. So yeah. that's definitely what, what we will see. So, yeah, it, and then the more, and so I always say, the more light you shine on the darkness, the more dark will bubble up before it, mm-hmm. it dissipates. So that's yeah, that's we 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 haven't seen the end of it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. 
So, Kathy, as we start wrapping up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you, my dearest? I would say probably magic because that's even my, my pre-name, Magic Kathy. Yes. Um, yeah, magic, I would say. Love it. And last question we always love to ask is what are three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to give or leave for our listeners? They could be like three practical exercises for our audience today. Yeah, I definitely invite everyone to use their chart as a navigation tool. And, you know, even if you don't, if you're not completely convinced how or that astrology impacts us, just track the moon for a lunar cycle and see how he, the moon moves um, around um, to your houses and how all of a sudden these areas in your life are actually being illuminated in your day-to-day life. And really connecting to that helps you get safety and, and, and understanding of how we are always supported and how there's always a connection to something that we can't see. And I think that that's a big, big key for us to help even understand our mood swings and all of that. As I think especially as women, we are such lunar beings and it can be so healing to work with the moon. But then also, of course, uh, with every other transit if you want. Um, another key takeaway would definitely be to see yourself as, a living organism and when I say that I mean that even your body helps you speaks to you every single day your emotions are your guides that speak to you your body is your guide that speaks to you and your mind is not not necessarily always actually your guide your mind is very much programmed still for every one of us um, from society other people and so really the truth and the connection to your soul is through your emotions and through your physical body and so I think that's that's a very, very empowering message that can also, you know, anchor people into this physicality, which again has been a big struggle for me. Um, so that's definitely one thing. And another thing would be you can always take your power back and fear is very much an illusion. I think that's 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 a big one. And also seeing that fear never prevents death, right? It, it really prevents life and it especially prevents love, which you can pretty much see in 2020 when people don't even hug each other anymore because of fear. Oh, I love that one. That's a really good one. It is a li- I say fear is it false evidence appearing real. It is only uh-huh. an illusion. So I do love that one. So Kathy, where's the best place for our listeners to find you? Definitely on Instagram. I'm on my stories all the time i also do weekly forecasts with snapshots about what's going on uh in the week ahead and that's magic kathy official with underscores i also have a podcast the magic kathy show where i dive deeper into the transits and give you practical tools and yeah you can reach out to me over there i also have a website which is magickathy.com and yeah wherever you feel called to you can reach out to me and dm i love to send people voice messages to tune into the energy so i'm very much um, a vocal person in that sense i also have youtube which is also magic kathy so wherever you type in magic kathy i'm sure you will find me somewhere <laughs> so kathy we'll have that in the show notes and i highly recommend for everyone to check her out check out her website too it's absolutely gorgeous um i can't thank you enough for coming on the show for sharing your wealth of wisdom and your time and energy thank you so very much thank you it was my pleasure thank you 
Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please share the show with your friends to help us make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes or please subscribe to the show. The more subscribers, the better the speakers for the show, which then means more value for you so that together we can help the world become a better place. Don't give it another thought. Hit the subscribe button and help people get their weekly lessons. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplanner.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Until next week, wishing you a fabulous day.